0: For the Faith FM Breakfast Show, with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson.
1: Welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. And you are not with Lyle and Lawson. You are with Lyle and... Blake. 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 you, man. Hey, big special shout out to uh, all those listening in Manjimup, Western Australia this morning on 88.0. In Hamilton, Victoria, also on 88.0. And in Warhope, New South Wales on 87.6. If you're from one of those stations, then we would love to hear from you this morning. Just shoot us a text message, give us a call. We always love to hear from our listeners. And know that the message is getting out there. Tell me, Blake, what are you thankful for this morning?
0: <laughs> There's so many things I'm thankful for. But one of the big ones I'm thankful for is New Zealand. Because right. Lawson and I have had a little, little scuffle in the past. About- Not all
1: Australians are thankful for... We, we, we actually... <laughs> Secretly, Australians are thankful for New Zealand.
0: <laughs> well,
1: we just don't like to admit it. Lawson's not
0: that secret about not being thankful for New Zealand.
1: <laughs> and when we are thankful for New Zealanders, like we're
0: so thankful that there are New Zealanders
1: that we can pick on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I went over there and I was, I'm in love. It is a gorgeous country. I love it. I'm, I'm it so is in love. It's a spectacular country. I, I was just like blown away and I, I want to go back. So if anyone wants to, uh, you know, sponsor me to just go and explore new zealand i'm ready i'm ready for sponsorship
1: you're in the south island
0: yeah i, I was only in queenstown and there was so much to do okay so you were
1: only, you've only seen queenstown yeah. you've only seen the best place in new zealand you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different You're with Lyle and Blake this morning, and Blake is about to bring us the first question
0: for our quiz. All right, so I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, you look ready. And I want to say, too, you know, a lot of people don't get to see this, but you have a magnificent beard in the studio. This guy over here, Lyle's over here, he's usually freshly shaved, ready to go, but he has come in. And he is prepped. You look like a mountain man ready to take on the wilderness. <laughs> Try, and I'm trying, I'm trying to catch up with you, Blake. I'm not, not even angry. I'm impressed. Okay, here we go. This is our first question of the day. Uh, so call us or text at 0491064669 if you know the answer. Here we go. What prophet did Matthew quote that said the virgin would give birth to a child? Okay. So Matthew in the book, the gospel. Uh, he's quoting a prophet about the virgin birth, Mary's virgin birth. So, what prophet did Matthew quote that said the virgin would give birth to a child? Now, if you win, you get three books of the Jungle Doctor. And if you don't know who the Jungle Doctor is, it's Paul White. He's an Australian missionary doctor in Africa, so Aussie in Africa. Which I think you're going to be in a little while. Yeah, I'll be in box
1: <laughs> one or uh, on the twenty-second. Ooh, getting
0: wild okay and
1: you've been there a bunch of times <laughs> yeah
0: well not Botswana but I've been to Africa a, been to Africa, yeah, all, Africa, Africa, a bunch of times all there's, well actually I have been to Botswana but not enough to claim it really I've just been through it I guess you could kind of say but anyway so Paul White who's also been to Africa he is an Australian mission uh, missionary doctor and he kind of started to write Bible teaching fables and and little stories that really have a timeless quality. He, when he came back to Australia, he published all these stories, uh, and now they have worldwide acclaim. They're kind of, and and what they are is they're, they're honestly a perfect Christmas gift. So like maybe you got some nieces or nephews or some, uh, maybe some kids and you want to, you're like, what can I get for Christmas? Well, if you text 0491064669 with the answer, you can be in the draw and you can win three of these books. And
1: when I was a kid growing up, and when my dad was a kid growing up, this was family reading time material. It's, it, they're quality. On a Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. my parents would sit down, they would read us these stories. And when my dad was a kid, his parents would read him these stories. These are classics. They've been around for a while. Oh, really? Yes. they were. Well, they were coming out kind of fresh when my dad was a kid. <laughs> uh, because they that's the kind of the era that they come from. And I'm so excited that they are still out there. My kids were raised on them, and I suspect that my kids will raise their kids on these. There's nothing better than family story time.
0: So I just want to describe the cover of a couple of these because they're pretty wild. Yes. Like, one, it's got a real Tarzan vibe. This guy's standing in front of a lion is about to eat him. The other one is a scorpion, and it looks like... Kind of a witch doctor about to eat a scorpion. I don't know what's going on there. It looks pretty wild. Uh, and then another one, this dude is dancing on a bull. or a, 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 He's either running from a bull or I don't know. What do you think is going on in that left-hand corner there? Is he- yeah, <laughs> I don't remember this one exactly. <laughs> it's pretty wild. They're pretty crazy pictures, actually. There's, they, some, they there's look- some pretty cool stories that I do yeah. remember out of some of these. And the, and the Bible principles are woven in to the stories as well, too, which are pretty cool. I think that's really awesome. So you want to get yourself an awesome uh, Christmas, a set of Christmas gifts for the nieces, the nephews, the kids. Texas, 0491-064-669. You can get into the draw. What prophet did Matthew quote that said the virgin would give birth to a child?
1: Mm, Do you know the answer? Then give us a call right now. Let's have some positively different news this
0: morning. Okay, two things. I want to talk about some news that Lawson... Basically, so Lawson was sick. He texts me super late, and he's like... We heard him croaking yesterday. Yeah, he was like, please, please go in for me. And I was like, "Mm, okay. I love you, Lawson. (laughs) So anyway, he has a story that he wants me to share. But before I share that story, I'm going to just take a few more minutes. I got to talk about New Zealand. Because for me, New Zealand is incredible. So I was only in Queenstown. Have have
1: you been to Tasmania yet?
0: I haven't been there. So this is why
1: you think New Zealand is so good.
0: <laughs> well, because you've been to Tasmania. I've heard. Well, this is what I want to do with Tasmania. I want to drive my because I got a, a little tent on the roof, so I can go yes. camp anywhere. Yes, you can. So yes. I want to drive to I don't know where, but somewhere down in southern Australia, and then I can take a ferry across. You drive to Melbourne. Okay, so you go to Melbourne. Yes, and then I want to take a ferry from Melbourne to Devonport. Hobart, Devonport, Devonport, Devonport. Devonport. Yes, and then I just want to circumnavigate yes. Tasmania. This is a goal of mine. Come and talk to me. I will hook you up with all of the places to go and camp. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm going to do that someday.
1: And of like, course, because you got your roof on your tent, your tent on your roof, I should say, Yeah, you can. You don't even have to pay for accommodation.
0: Uh-huh, 100%. I literally can go anywhere I want with that. Just and cruise it's, around. It's super awesome. I love it. It's actually so cool because sometimes I go sleep on the beach, go anywhere, go surfing wherever I want. It's really cool. It's It's like camping, but not. It's like living, but camping. <laughs> it's pretty cool i really this is, enjoy this it. is Blake. blake is currently homeless for those of you who are wondering. <laughs> well i'm not i'm not homeless i am i am enjoying the adventure of life so. <laughs> um no but I, I do have a house now actually okay but nice. i but i just enjoy i just enjoy camping because okay. it's super fun cool. so anyway uh We didn't even talk about New Zealand, but now I have to tell this story because we're going to run out of time. But I'm going to talk about New Zealand later on, no matter what happens. Okay. Okay. Sam Bankman Freed. You heard of this guy? No. SBF. You haven't? Sam Bankman Freed? You haven't heard of him? Okay. So he's FTX's founder, and he was just arrested in the Bahamas. Okay. Maybe you've heard, you probably have heard of this actually. So he's the CEO of FTX, Mm -hmm. right? And then mysteriously under his care, Mm 10 billion dollars goes missing. Yeah. I said billion, not a million, not a hundred million, but 10 billion. Each billion is a thousand millions. So 10,000 million dollars just disappeared. Then. He was like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that. Uh I'm quitting the CEO and um moving to the Bahamas." <laughs> cool. <laughs> so So now, all these people who use cryptocurrencies, because Lawson, we know, loves cryptocurrency. He's just, like, absolutely in love with cryptocurrency. Yes, his favorite thing He's always talking about how much he wants to invest in it, you know, how much he just loves crypto. And he, when he found out this, because FTX is connected to all the different cryptocurrencies. It's like a trading platform. I
1: thought Bahamas would have been a safe haven for him. Obviously not. No. He should have chosen better.
0: I, I thought that, too. Like, Excuse me. So I was literally going down uh, this article and I was thinking like, how is the, how are the U.S. government getting into the Bahamas? They're like a safe haven. Get this. The United States extradition treaty with the Bahamas allows U.S. prosecutors to return defendants to American soil if the charges would be considered punishable by imprisonment of at least a year in both jurisdictions.
1: Oh, Ooh,
0: okay, yeah. he's done. Oh, this dude is toast. Like, SBF and avocado, that's all it's left. This mm-hmm. dude is, like, avo on toast. It's over for him. And if you get the Bahamas and the U.S. crew working together... <laughs>
1: yeah, Bahamas is kind of a small place oh, to yeah. hide.
0: Bahamas, some of the craziest things happen in the Bahamas and the U.S. Like, well, oh, that's another country. Mm-hmm. So this guy, for them to mm-hmm. basically claim this treaty... It's pretty, it's pretty wild, you know, and then, so this also happens. So in the four weeks since FTX filled for, filed for bankruptcy. So get this, the guy leaves, $10 billion is gone, and then they file for bankruptcy. So we're talking over, over a million customers don't have access to their money anymore. You got a million people who are mad at you, right? That's why you get extradited from the Bahamas because you just have a million people and all I'm these people. i just thinking is suddenly he's a whole lot safer in prison than just
1: to pray out anywhere else. Well, probably... most of those people that are in prison, probably he doesn't own them,
0: owe them money. <laughs> that's a, that's actually a really, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Here's one of the key questions about FTX's collapse, though. Uh, there was a Reuters report last month that says that Bankman Freed, SBF, built a back door. Into FTX's accounting system, allowing him to alter the company's financial records without tripping accounting red flags. The report said that uh, SBF used this backdoor little access point to transfer $10 billion in FTX customer funds to Alameda, the hedge fund, and at least a billion dollars is now just completely gone. So $10 billion out, and another, you know, a billion is gone. But SBF denies knowledge of any such backdoor, and his claim is I don't even know how to code. That's his defense. <clears throat> I don't even know how to code. (laughs) Pretty wild stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast
1: Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are with Lyle Blake this morning. We're about to have the second question for our quiz.
0: All right, here we go. What does the seed stand for in the parable of the sower? So think of the parable of the sower. What is the seed? stand for in the parable of the sower if you know the answer text us at oh four nine one oh six four six six nine i would also prefer emojis that's my thing we know this we've gone over this for several weeks uh send those in as well too also just send us a text and let us know how you're going today
1: Raphael's pretty good at sending
0: through emojis yeah well there's they're they're getting better all of them are i've we've trained them up (laughs) in the way they should go um, and as I've gotten older, they will not depart from their emoji way. So uh, you can win here uh, the Paul White Australian Missionary Doctor Classics, The Jungle Doctor, and His Adventures in Africa. You can get three of those books, and you can give them to other people for Christmas. And Christmas is just around the corner. And I know that some of you are listening to this and thinking to yourself, I haven't bought gifts for anyone. Well, you don't have to. Text us at 491 and you can get put into the draw to cover those gifts for the nieces, the nephews, and the kids at home. What does the seed stand for in the parable of the sower?
1: Okay, so I'm wondering whether anybody this morning can... I've been sitting here racking my brain, trying to figure out what positive could come from gambling. Give me a single positive that could come from gambling. I can't think of one.
0: You're talking about me personally? Anybody. Well... I mean, I could, you can win, call, but I, I'm an addict, so <laughs> you're probably talking to the wrong guy. Okay. I don't gamble anymore, but you boy, I gambled when I was younger for sure. You can win, yeah.
1: And then what happens to the winnings? Are you a wealthy person from the winnings that you no? Gained you when go you and gamble again because and exactly. it
0: gets gambled all the way, and the house always wins. And Grandma told me so, and I never listened to Grandma.
1: And they, you know, you can look at the stats. People that people that you know win lotto, which win when they win big. In three years' time, they're worse off than when they started. That's almost universal That's shocking. with people who
0: win lotto. And you want to think to yourself, not me. No, but it is going to be you. It <laughs> is going it is to be you. Because it would people, fully be me.
1: Because people for whom it is not, they don't gamble.
0: And they, they win the lottery of life. Yes. <laughs> because they're not gambling. So
1: I can't think of any positive that comes out of gambling. None whatsoever at all.
0: Uh, Maybe feeding the families of the gum of the gambling companies.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know they could feed their families a lot better ways than destroying people's lives, okay, literally fully. destroying yeah, people's lives. So, Gamblers true. Anonymous has been um, pretty much just smashed by a wave of young addicts across Australia. Um, hmm. They've got teenagers that are turning up to their meetings. A lot of these teenagers are bought by parents. Uh, they are all being driven by mobile phone betting apps. So it seems hmm. that the teenagers, they're doing their betting on their mobile phone as opposed to, you know, back in the day people would go down to the club and go to the pokies or they would, you know, bet on the horses or whatever it might be. And or teenagers, that creepy guy
0: in the back alley. <laughs> yeah, the creepy
1: guy in the back alley. All of that but it seems that with teenagers as with you know we understand with teenagers its all about the mobile phone and so this is creating addicts it is creating not just a wave of teenagers that are turning up at gamblers gamblers anonymous meetings but it is creating a wave of crime Wow and a wave of suicide <sighs> Amongst young people, because and often what happens is that by the time these young people have taken their lives because of how their lives have been destroyed by gambling, by the time they do that, their family and friends actually have no idea that they have a gambling addiction because it's so easy. I mean, you got it on your screen. It's just the easiest right. thing ever, and it's one of those things that I'm like, okay, um, children have rights. And the primary right of a children is to have parents and the primary job of a parent is to protect your children and uh, any child that you give a smartphone to, that's a form of child abuse. Mm. You know, Because you have just given them access access to all of the worst things that society can offer and if you gave them that same access in paper you would be had up for child abuse, plain and Crazy, simple. Be given in a digital format, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just, a, it's, just, it's just a screen. But I've talked about this before. And so, um, of course, this was something that really picked up during the COVID pandemic. The online stuff really blew up um, and the gambling rates have surged. As a result of that, they've particularly surged through, uh, through, through teenagers. And a lot of people are now starting to look at this as a public health issue. So you've got uh, somebody like trauma surgeon John Crozier. He's creating a coalition of doctors to lobby for reform. He says this, I think Australia is at a critical tipping point. Online gambling is particularly rapacious with algorithms that are able to target the most vulnerable, those who gamble the most and lose the most. He continues, we have to stop the grooming of our children with this overwhelming amount of advertising and we have to st- stop the industry, step the industry away from profiting while the public purse picks up the pieces mm. the majority of submissions to the parliamentary inquir- inquiry have called for gambling to be repositioned as a public health threat rather than a job creating industry in need of regulation mm. this is a growing expectation that gambling advertising will be phased out or severely limited in coming years similar to how cigarette and alcohol promotions were removed from public spaces He said the health risk associated with online gambling went beyond addiction and depression. Depression." He says, as surgeons, we see the extreme ends of interpersonal violence frequently caused by gambling. We see, uh, he says, that includes things like fractured jaws, skulls, lacerated tendons and defense injuries, etc., And so, you know, I know quite a number of people whose lives have been completely destroyed and I have zero sympathy for any company that supports any level of gambling whatsoever at all. You know, you've got these clubs like, oh, you know, our club is going to suffer because we can't have pokies in it. Fine. If you're peddling in death, I have no sympathy. Mm. I'm sorry, I just don't. Go out and find a job where you actually contribute something tangible to society Mm. the only tangible thing that you are contributing by having your pokies or you know running apps online or whatever is pain and suffering and death and you are trading in misery wow so get rid of these things we need to have some decent legislation on it
0: anyway that (laughs) ran over let me start another one (laughs) (laughs) that's just really wild to me too i just want to say that I never thought about it like that because I grew up. I grew up in a home where we gambled all the time. Like gambling was literally just like a part of the. Like I'll bet you three dollars this will happen. You know, like this is like a normal thing. I used to take my when my grandma wanted to go to Reno or you know to go gambling. I was underage because I looked like I'm. I've been looking like a thirty year old man since I was twelve, so (laughs) receding hairline and like a big beard. I would take my grandma to the to the casinos and we would just gamble all weekend, you know, and it was just a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that there, there is a super dark side to that as Ooh, well yeah. too. And Ooh, yeah. uh, it's just kind of a little reminder that as you're talking about that, like you don't ever see any advertisements for that. You just see like sports bet come and do your thing, you know, like, uh-huh. and then, but you don't see like people you don't see getting, the
1: marriages that are broken
0: up you don't see the, the homes that destroyed com- the, yeah. the people that commit
1: suicide the violence that it results in you don't see any of that
0: yeah and i think this surgeon general i think you're talking uh, the doctor he's spot on like mm-hmm. that is absolutely true and and there it needs to be advertised that was something i noticed in australia there's no like when i came here i smoked cigarettes when i first moved to australia I went to the store to go buy cigarettes. One thing, they were three times the price of anything in America. Yes. And the second thing was there's a bunch of dirty old lungs on the packages. Yes. That's not in America. It's not like that at all. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I, and I, I like that so about well. Australia. It has worked I, so well in Australia. I like that about Australia. We've cut our
1: smoking down to about 12%. Uh, in the Here in the Hunter, we're at about 15%. We're much higher than other parts of Australia, but uh, we've managed to cut it down to 12%. New Zealand, they're looking to – another big tick for New Zealand right here. They're looking to phase it out altogether. Like no smoking. Yes, like gone. Like, zero. Yep. Like wow. completely get rid of it, which is absolutely fantastic. And, of course, that needs to be followed by alcohol and included in that needs to be gambling. It needs wow. to be part of the equation, you know, as uh, as public health issues. Well, we did have a couple of other stories that we were going to get to here this hope. morning, but... Blake has had too much to say this morning. So, (laughs) the uh, University of Idaho and they've had to pay out $90,000 to three students over a free speech issue um, over their biblical beliefs. I want to hear more about that. You're going to have to wait until tomorrow. It's a great story, but. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are about to have our interview of the day. We're going to have Jennifer Skews joining us in just a moment. Before we do, Blake is going to bring you the next question for our quiz. All
0: right, here we go. Number three for the day. Over whose descendants did the angel say Mary's son would rule? Get this. There's a little Christmas uh, kind of reason for this season, if you catch what I'm saying here. Over whose descendants... Did the angels say Mary's son would rule? If you know the answer, text us at 491 64 And you can win three copies of The Jungle Doctor for some gifts this holiday season. Super cool uh, book about Paul White and his adventures through Africa with some Bible teaching as well, too. Again, that question is, over whose descendants did the angels say Mary's son would rule?
1: Okay, you know the answer, you know the number to call. Don't forget to uh, star it or state it if you just want to play along for Bragging Rights. We love it when people play for Bragging Rights as well as people who play for for the prize. But if you've won your prize for the month and you just want to continue playing, then just uh, put a star on it in the text message or state it to Shell when you call through and we will put you down for bragging rights. It's always good to have bragging rights, Mm -hmm. but uh, joining us on the phone right now is Jennifer Skews to talk about emotional health. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: And what are we talking about today?
2: Last week we were looking at some of the factors that affect our brain, what switches your brain on and off, Um, and we covered a few of those, but there are so many of them, so we're sort of doing a continuing Process because they're very often very easy things to fix or things that we can get help to do something about because how the brain works and how well we process things, our capacity to function, to focus in the, particularly in the present is very important. Um, last week we covered a few things. We looked at negative beliefs or how we distort our thinking patterns. Um, we looked at negative emotions, you know, when we're feeling those negative feelings it affects our brain function and brings us down. And the other one we were looking at was the impact of bad stress because we can have good stress, which is when you go on a holiday. Um, it's a good example because when you go on a holiday, to get prepared for the holiday isn't so good. It can be stressful, which is the bad stress, but on the holiday it's good stress and then coming home, it can be stressful, getting home, unpacking, things like that. So we're constantly in this process of good stress, that uplifts us, and then if we're not careful, that bad stress can bring us down. Um, our time orientation for our stress is important. If we focus in the present, deal with what's coming up, don't worry about the future, then it minimises our stress in the present. So uh, that's an important important point our time orientation that's so an interesting, one,
1: what... interesting point in relationship to holidays because i think we we usually think mm. of holidays as being well that's the time where you go and de-stress whereas yeah. in fact what you're pointing out is there that well there's some bad stress on the in the preparation there's some good stress <laughs> when you're there and there's some bad stress when <laughs> you come back and so the whole thing is stressful now now i'm just <laughs> asking do we go on holidays are they too stressful
2: Well, sometimes they are, (laughs) so we don't go. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, it can be, but usually depending where you're going and what you're doing and who you're visiting as to the level of stress. So this is where some people you visit can be more stressful and you go, oh, I don't think I want to go. So this is where stress fluctuates even in those situations. Yet at the same time, to relieve that stress and to pick the brain up, if you think of the holiday, you look at the holiday photos. It was a beautiful place you visited and had a great time, and that brings back that feelings of that good stress that uplifted you because that gets what we call the happy hormones going. Mm-hmm. So there are positives and negatives in life generally when you look at it. So it's what affects the brain function. So anything that is positive and we can sit with and deal with, particularly in the present, uplifts the brain and helps us to stay focused. We lose our brain focus when we get caught up in the past or worry about the future. And so what,
1: about, that's really what, about, what about things that don't impact us directly? So I'll give you an example. I walked into the studio exactly. this morning and Shell looked at me and she's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Because I, I, I obviously looked really, really stressed, and you know, I just been reading the newspaper about this tragic, tragic circumstances up in Queensland where these police officers had died, and of course, our media is soaking us in the story right now, yeah. um, and it's got, but it's got no no direct effect on me. I know none of the people that are involved in it. My heart goes out to them. Um, but is this something you know? Can the news and the news stories create stress even when it doesn't affect us?
2: Oh, absolutely, and I find the media, particularly it seems to be at this time when we look at pandemics and um, tragedies and even things like floods and fires, they maximise the drama of it. And and when you watch that, if that's what you're following, that means you're in that stress environment and the brain gets stressed, which is what you just shared with us. So somehow we have to be able to take that on board but not carry it with us and still orient back to the present and what we're doing, and be positive about things, and that's where the brain will function well. So the brain is constantly challenged just by looking at the media. You know, when it's very, very drama oriented a lot of the time. It's uh, I don't watch a lot of it. I will watch one thing to find out, get an update, but then they do it over and over again, and that's where we, the brain, gets stressed. Can't deal with it.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's good to stay informed, but not to overdo it, not to stay too informed is the, is the kind of the moral of the story that I'm hearing here.
2: Yes, I often read things. I find it easier to look at it online. Um, now, newspapers aren't as relevant, but you get newspapers online basically. So I find reading it and photos a nicer way sometimes to absorb things, deal with things, and mm. if we're reacting to it. So it's just it's a personal choice. <laughs> hmm.
1: And you can control it when you're reading it online as well. Whereas when you, you know, back in the day when we used to have TV, and I I think that thing still exists, but um, you flick the TV on to watch the news, and they choose what you see. Whereas when you go online, you choose what you see.
2: What you see, yes, and how much you see, and also with newspaper, or you know, like when you're watching it, they tend to repeat it over and over again. Yes. Um, and that sort of leads into our next. factor that affects the brain function and turns our brain on or off and that's the effects of trauma. And when we're talking about, um, you know, the news and stress, I remember 9 11 so well, many people would who were um, around at that time when the towers were hit by planes and that was a trauma and every time you turned on a news, you could see the plane hitting the tower. Well, I went over it day after day, So what it does, it impacts the trauma to the point where the brain is highly traumatized and therefore it can't function easily. It Mm. goes into a negative mode. So, And as I've said before, a lot of what I do is help people deal with the effects of past trauma because you bring the past into the present. Therefore, the brain switches off. It can't deal with the present if it's stuck in the past. Mm. Um, mm. So trauma is a huge one. It can affect the brain in a way where it can actually damage parts of the brain. Um, But the good news is if you deal with it, the brain is self-healing. It can repair. There's a lot of damage that can be repaired to help us to come back and use our brain really effectively in the present
1: moment. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing because, and the really encouraging thing, because, I mean, we all face trauma. We can't live without trauma in this world. And so the fact that our brain has been designed in such a way that it can repair itself is just absolutely sensational, considering that we live in a world of sin that we weren't originally designed to live in, and yet our brain is still such a marvellous organ that it can repair itself from the effects of sin.
2: Absolutely, and it's an amazing thing. This is where when you look at God's creation and how he's, he's created or made the brain, it's an incredible thing, and yet we know our brain function has deteriorated over the centuries because of what you're saying, like we, we do wrong things, sin, the impact of stress in our life. But the brain can still function well Um, If we look after it and if we do things to switch it on, not switch it off or help heal the brain, Mm because it is a self healing. Once you put it in the right environment, it starts to correct itself and develop those new neurons and links. It's an amazing thing when you understand the brain or you look at it. It's one topic I um, encourage people to go online and have a look at the brain and Some of the amazing scientific discoveries about the brain, it uh, because when the brain understands itself, it actually works smarter, and that they found scientifically. So give people the right knowledge, and the brain will really turn on and work very smart and put in lots of new neurons, so that's the positive. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing to do.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay, so when we when when we talked about, you know, the different stresses that come our way, good stresses, mm-hmm. bad stresses and so forth, mm-hmm. and the brain healing itself, we talked about filling the mind with positive thoughts and focusing on the positive mm-hmm. rather than the negative, and yes. I guess catching ourselves when we find ourselves going in down a negative path in the way that we are thinking to we like can- Mm. it's one of the reasons why we actually started here on faith fm very early on in the beginning we had a section you know we have a section where we Mm. ask each other what are you thankful for today you know and it's just a great it's a great way to remind our listeners to think of something to be thankful for at the beginning of the day because it reorients the mind towards something positive
2: well it's, it's what we call a gratitude list and again there's lots of good research that shows that people's brains function well, emotions function well, because the brain is connected to the heart and the mind and it's a whole package. So when you are grateful for things, you know, and it's like, um, for example, sometimes you go out and uh, someone pulls out in front of you and nearly hits you and causes damage to your car or causes an accident, you can spend a lot of time being in fear and going, oh, well, that was terrible and look what happened and you go home and you share it, whereas if you go, well, hang on, something protected me, you know, take the good out of the bad, you know, I'm alive, it didn't hit me or I missed it, you know, I was able to stop before it hit me. So if we can orient to... The positive outcome versus the negative part of it then the brain will function much much better it, mm. it, it will uplift the, even like chemically the hormones how the brain works so it's using an orientation I call taking the good out of the bad um, because bad things happen and that that we can't avoid it mm. so it's a, it's a good principle to work from so maybe spend the day if something is stressful go what's what have I learned from it? What's something good that I can take from this? And there usually is. I find there are lots of things we can take from it.
1: Is that where mm. we get the uh, the saying of finding the silver lining on the cloud?
2: Yes. <laughs> there is. We can have a dark cloud, but it might be just a lesson that we have to learn. And sometimes I do that when something bad happens. I say, Well hang on, what was my part in this? What am I having to learn here? Particularly when these things Become repetitive, mm. you know. You find you get a chain of things that are similar, and you think, "Oh, what's going on here? Why does this keep happening to me?" It's uh, one one of the things. I often think it's I call it Murphy's Law, and uh, that that's what the day is full of. But what can I do? I can I can use it to feel stressed, or I can use it to change my mind about something, or learn something, or do it differently.
1: Mm. Once once it's happened, there's nothing you can do to change what has already happened.
2: No, we can only deal with it, learn from it. And I find when you learn the lesson, often those things stop happening or you don't get so stressed about it because you now have a new attitude or a new view of it. Mm. So this is it. We can literally change the mind, change the brain. We change your mind, we change the brain. We put in new wiring. And uh, is it good wiring or bad wiring? Mm. Um, so that, that's how um, people can literally, by the way they think and changing their attitude or their beliefs, can change the way the brain functions. They put in new wiring that it would become automatic pilot. It's a use-it-or-lose-it process. So it is, it is good news, but when you've had a, very, a lot of negativity and stress in your life, it's really hard to do that, and this is why getting some help to work it out, to... Look, at what is it I need to change? What is it about me? Not just blaming everything out there or other people. What can I change? Because we can change us, but we can't change other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer Skews, yeah. thank you so much for joining us once again. We, uh, we always really appreciate what we've got, uh, what the material <coughs> that you pre- uh, present and share with us. And we hope that all of our listeners, including us as hosts, can rewire our brains to the positive today. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.